everybody. Welcome to Love After Lockup Cray Cray. I'm Kim and I support the love of convicts. And I'm Kyle and I'm technically a virgin again. Has it been 10 years since you had sex with your wife? Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) What did I just admit to? No, I don't know. Welcome everybody to the podcast. This podcast does include foul language in adult situations. You've been warned. Extremely adult. Jail. Virgin taking of thruples. Many things. Meth. Meth. Kyle, um, I just, I can't remember. Did you say walking in here that you wanted a piece of cheese? Yes. You just had a piece of cheese a little bit ago, okay? I did. No, no more. No more cheese. You don't remember this part, do you? Not at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sarah, um, Sarah's daughter said, Mom, I want a piece of cheese. And she said, you just had a piece of cheese a little bit ago. That's funny. I must have completely tuned that out, having a three-year-old. <laughs> When kids just like start making random demands, like I don't listen to like the fourth time because it's not serious most of the time. Yeah, I hear ya. Okay, that makes sense. Um, what high level thoughts do you have of this episode? Um, I want I kinda am starting to wanna be friends with Matt's buddy. What's his name? Sam? Sam. Why? Oh, he's just endless entertainment to me. He is, he's great. I just want him around to talk about life <laughs> and to talk about relationship problems. I think he should be the next Dr. Phil. Do you, like, would you take advice from him? Oh, God, no. Okay, just no, checking. No, no, I, Whatever he says, I absolute opposite in every conceivable way. Um, I think that Scott's teeth are jarring, <laughs> personally. It was the best. I took so many screenshots <laughs> of Scott's teeth. Yeah. Um, Michael's a total idiot asshole. Mm-hmm. And... I just, I did, I felt, I felt, I did feel pretty bad for Caitlin this episode. That was upset. Yeah, it was sad. That was sad. Yeah. Um, I have, my high level notes are two bullet points. One, Sasha is the real goddess of this show. <laughs> I love her. She's so pretty. You mean you don't like Megan too? No, you mean Amanda too. Um, oh, Amanda too. No, Sorry. I prefer Sasha. She has poreless glowing skin. I'm into it. Um, also, the timeline for the thruple is messed up. Sorry, I have the intelligence of a goldfish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the names right, idiot. Jeez, Kyle, take your, some notes. Get your reality TV ancillary characters that appear for 45 seconds right, you fucking idiot. <laughs> um, no, there is a, some timeline dis- discrepancies for the thruple, so... We'll definitely, like, I'll explain why when we talk about Michael and Sarah, but I feel like there is some fraud in happening here from production and that they aired some scenes completely out of order. Certainly around the pregnancy. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Which is definitely confirmed now. Yeah, I know. She's really far along. Yeah, she's... Like, how the fuck did she get pregnant before Karini? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, she's, she's. I think, supposedly, from what I read online, she's due soon. She's over eight months. Yeah, I think she's due, like, any day, basically. God. Um, and another pregnancy that was confirmed, Brittany. Brittany. Every, I just want to point out that when I found that freaking baby registry in December, everybody was like, or in January, people were like, that's not real. She said it's fake. That shit was real. Yeah. Okay? That shit was real. She's trying to hold her a contract. Good for her. Yeah, they actually, I am very impressed with Marcelino and Brittany and the fact that they were able to keep this under wraps. I mean, those tattoos gave away that they were still together. It totally, but like but the pregnancy I thought was... They did reasonably well. 
I thought so. Yeah. I really, but when she was like, I'm not pregnant, I believed her. Yeah. So anyway, postcards from jail. Yes. Only one. Okay. And it's a sad one. Oh, great. Okay, so I spent about 20 minutes today looking, uh, rewinding old episodes to try and get close-ups of Matt's tattoos. Oh, God. While I had the ADL database of hate symbols opened up and trying to match them up. <laughs> oh, this is going to be real fun. It's real bad. Okay, a- a- ADL is the Anti-Defamation League. Um, they do a lot of research on just neo-Nazism and lots of hate groups. Or were you going to scream something? No, I was about to do the politics siren, but it, it doesn't. <laughs> that's, there's, that's that's just bad. And if, you're, if your opinion is that's not bad, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I got an unfortunate message from somebody on IG. Thank you, listener. I don't want to say your name in case you don't want me to. But is they... this person like used to be in a gang? No, this okay. person pointed out that, and I missed this, and I went back and watched it and and took my own screenshots and definitely 100% confirmed that Matt is wearing a necklace in the scene where he's comforting Caitlin about her mom and has the dog. He is wearing a necklace that is absolutely 100% Thor's hammer. Um, so that's like originally it's a Norse symbol. Um Thor is the god of thunder, as anybody who reads comic books knows. Um, but it's traditionally, obviously, not a racist symbol. So, But it has been appropriated recently by neo-Nazis and other white supremacist groups. So it's also a very important symbol for non-racist pagans. So either Matt is a pagan. <laughs> <laughs> Matt has some sort of... Oh, yeah, he dances around the fucking campfire and... <laughs> You know, sings sings nature songs. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I just offended all Wiccans and pagans. No, we, nothing wrong with you. If you want to, if you want to take Thor's hammer, you one go. star. <laughs> you offended my religion. <laughs> if you want to take that, you go dance around a fire with your Thor's hammer. I got no problem with it. But the other option would be it is some sort of a white supremacist symbol. Well, that you he's... you combine that with the Celtic cross tattoos yes. that we were talking about a few episodes ago. Yep. And it just, the evidence is building, yeah. unfortunately. Or, you know, maybe he just has no fucking idea what it is. And he's like, I like this necklace. No, and he puts definitely. It on. I don't know. He it's definitely, I, I don't see Matt as a type of guy that just wears a necklace. I know. Right? So that's. And, and, it, and also that, like, at first pass, you could a lot of times pe- people get these tattoos in prisons because they're affiliated with a gang for protection. Yeah. But once you're out and you're still wearing the fucking hammer, I don't know. That's that's what everybody is saying on Reddit today is kind of like okay, the Celtic cross, which I definitely like <laughs> looked at some screenshots and went back and watched and like verified it's that definitely it's, it's definitely there on his elbow. Um you know, and again, like, does he have Irish heritage? Like, could it mean many different things? I am not a specialist in neo-Nazi tattoos, right? But, you know, a lot of the Anti-Defamation League um, stuff that I read is definitely, like, that is a very common symbol for for neo-Nazism. So we don't know. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, Matt's a neo-Nazi, but um, those are two pieces of two strikes two strikes yeah. yeah it's just and like you said it is what people were saying on reddit is like the tattoo you might you have no idea what he went through in prison fair enough right but a necklace does come on and off quite easily with a little clasp so and he's wearing it on television <laughs> pretty hard to like justify yeah. i don't know 
Yeah. Unless he's a pagan. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry for the bad news. I it's he's so fun on TV. I oh, he's such he's that... so fun and jo- jovial. <laughs> he's such a joy to watch. He is, though. I, I, <laughs> he is a joy to watch, which sucks com- if he's a neo-Nazi. I completely identify with Matt. <laughs> except for those, you know. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate just cosmically. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I I don't know, dude. Kate, courageously, Caitlin, you won't accept my Instagram friend request for months well, now? Well, she's not going to now. No, I know. But, you know, <laughs> you want to reach out and, and defend your man, let me know. Because I would love to hear any other excuse that, that has come to the surface about this. Going to go full mathematics? Oh, speaking of math. Mathematics! <laughs> Two themes today. I have a personal story from a listener. Ooh. It's very good. And I have some North Korean meth information. <laughs> to all of our listeners, please send Kim your meth stories. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'll go over the North Korea stuff first and I'll keep it short. But I just thought this was super interesting. So Speaking of fun. So um, there was an article that somebody sent me in the New York Times. I don't read the New York Times every day. Calm calm down. It was just an an interesting article about meth that happened to appear in the New York Times. So um, crystal meth is North Korea's trendiest Lunar New Year's gift, it was titled. And of course, (laughs) I immediately had to read this. So what is it here? What's like the trendiest? (laughs) Well, we don't have Lunar New Year. You just drink champagne and yeah. you get drunk. And- yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm trying to think, like, in I think China has, like, a Lunar New Year. Mm-hmm. like, um, But I don't know what they traditionally do. I have no idea. So, um, apparently, rather than tea, sweets, or clothing, some in this impoverished, isolated country are giving the gift of crystal meth. So, Kyle, I'm not going to give you a bottle of whiskey next year for uh, Hanukkah slash Christmas. You're just going to give me a brick? It's going to give you a brick of meth. Yes. It's going to look like rock candy, but it's meth. If, if, the, if the tone and quality of our shows begins to change <laughs> over the next couple months, then you know why. Yeah. Uh, so Our shows will be done in like 15 minutes. <laughs> just gonna, and just we'll like just be real blow skinny. Blow through it yeah. and not remember anything. You want to talk about goldfish. <laughs> So we know from last week's geography episode that the Japanese perfected meth in the early 1900s, and they brought it to, like, the unified Korea at that time. Um, So they brought it to the Korean Peninsula. But in the 90s, North Korea was, like, struggling, and they were cash-strapped. And they're like, hey, like, maybe we can, you know, export some meth. And they had already tried opium cultivation, and I think they didn't do very well with that. So it was kind of along the same vein. Like, hey, we have a lot of battery acid. Yeah. So they actually, like, they would finish the meth in North Korea, and then they would, like, send it across the border into China and hand it off to, like, some of these groups that were tied to the Japanese Yakuza. And then they would, like, smuggle it back into China and Japan and sell it. Isn't that interesting? And then it got to Roy, Washington. (laughs) No, that meth's definitely from Mexico or or Oregon. (laughs) So then about 15 years ago, the government-sponsored meth production began to decline. But you have, like, all these North Koreans who are bored and, like, skilled in meth production. So you think they're just, like, sitting around? No. It's a skill. Yeah, it's a skill. I mean, in North Korea, for sure, that's like you do what you can, right? I've watched a fi- fictional television show, <laughs> and I am convinced that it is a skill. 
So it's not just for recreation. There's actually like, of course, in North Korea, you don't have a lot of medicine. And so people will come with all sorts of ailments and they'll just try to get meth just to even just feel better for temporarily, you know. Common cold. Literally, like anything. Skinned your knee. Yeah. You know. Or cancer. Childhood asthma. Yeah. Lots of things. So that was kind of sad, but kind of interesting. Yeah. Then we have a listener who I'll refer to as Samantha. I want to keep her anonymous. Um, Samantha's now happily married and self-described baseball mom from the Midwest, and she's been off of meth for 13 years. So her oldest son's dad did 85 months in federal prison for meth, which is crazy. Dealing? Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they were selling meth. So she says... I asked, I was like, how did you like, I asked, I had so many questions for her. So I just want to read a few things she said. I had tried many times unsuccessfully to get treatment and get clean. I had lost everything, including my son, when my dad filed for guardianship of him. I went into treatment one last time. I was either going to get clean or die the way I was living. I went into recovery home for 10 and a half months after treatment where I attended meetings and met my current husband and got two jobs and just worked my ass off. I basically had to learn to be an adult at 24. It wasn't easy. So she eventually regained custody of her oldest child. She has two more kids now with her new husband, and she She's like a self-described baseball mom, which is great. Um, so I had a lot of questions for her. She said, I asked like, how did you get into meth? Like, and she just said she was in the party circuit. Her older brother did it. Her older brother like didn't get her into it, but they were kind of hanging in kind of the same group. It sounded like, um, she also mentions, she's like, this, these are her words. I was always kind of a bigger girl and weight just fell off of me when I started doing meth. I was like, well, oh. it was prescribed as a weight loss drug. So in the 70s, in this Kim, country. Kim, are you trying to tell me with your Lunar New Year gift that I should lose weight? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No, I would never do that Don't to you. Don't tempt me with this. <laughs> as we're like shoving chocolate covered pecans in our mouth. Um, I have like three beers stacked up and ready to go for this podcast. So good. And she said when she started shooting up, that's when things like changed a lot. And um, uh, do you her, shoot meth, or do you smoke it, or do you snort it? All of I the know above. you. I know you smoke it. All of the above. You can smoke it. You can snort it. You can fucking shoot that shit. But according, yeah, according to her, like when she started injecting it, that's when shit got real cray. Like I think that's kind of the worst way to what about do it. Anal insertion. I don't know about that. I cannot verify that as a Matt, way you ma- to email it. me. Matt, yeah, let us know. Um, she says that, you know, she'll occasionally have a cocktail, which worries some of her friends, but it seems to work for her and she's not worried about relapsing. And her current husband was also an addict, 11 years sober last week. So congrats on that. That's great. That is great. And her opinion on Matt He's more comfortable in prison than out, and the only reason he's not high on the show is because of Caitlin. Yeah. He has no drive. She doesn't see it lasting, and he needs a job. Because she kind of confirmed what I thought, like, staying busy helps a lot. No, you need to get really into baseball. <laughs> like, seriously, you can go down the baseball rabbit hole, and then you just need to find something to do for I know cause, from November, from October to April. Because while you're resting and getting all this rest... You just, like, are thinking about doing math, right? What else is there to think about? I don't know. There's nothing else happening. Right. At all. Anyway. I don't have any other postcards. I don't either. I probably got a bunch of messages telling me I'm an idiot, but I don't remember any of them. So, (laughs) you ready to talk about the episode? Lizzie and Scott? Yes. I'm so excited. Wedding dress shopping. Day five. 
day day five. five wedding dress shopping day five after she has said she was going to be promised for 10 years before she got married and now all of a sudden the next day we're wedding dress shopping already i just not fucking understand why would she think that jasmine would accept her decision to marry him just because she brought her to a bridal shop no idea yeah i cannot understand Sorry, I'm kind of trying to eat nuts and like do this at the same time. It's fucking it's awful. Not, it's not working. <laughs> I shoved my nuts and wait. <laughs> Just discard that sentence. Um, Here's why don't people understand what the words technically and literally mean anymore? Has it just like fallen off of like the national under yeah. like canon of our of our? Great question. <laughs> I'm technically a virgin again, Cam. I don't know what that means. Like in her head, it makes sense. And does she really think that she's just like sealed up because she hasn't been? Her hymen is like, like intact again. <laughs> seriously, like is that what she thinks happens? I don't know. Maybe it's totally possible. Jasmine's just like shaking her head while she's saying that. Yeah. I also like her. Lizzie's dream wedding includes a horse-drawn carriage and butterflies. And none of Scott's ideas. My dream wedding included a man with a full set of teeth. I mean, just to start. <laughs> well, she has one now. That's true. But I <laughs> he mean, has flippers. I just he can't actually eat anything with those. She was kind of bitchy this episode. Like Lizzie is usually like kind of fake sweet and all that, but like this episode, she was like, he has no say, this and that and the other, and like I just didn't kind of, I just didn't really understand her flip floppiness. Jasmine was definitely needling her. Yeah, she might have started to see her side of it and. Yeah. You know, I, it almost just seems like she has made the decision now that she's going to go through with this, but that Scott is a trick. So yeah. she's going to go through with it and she's going to ha- maintain appearances about their relationship. But it seems like Jasmine actually did convince her that he's a trick, but she's going to just do all this anyway. I just don't he understand. He did buy her a fucking car. Oh my God. But wait, let's stick. I have a lot to say about this wedding dress scene. There was a lot of meaty stuff in here. So, like, did you? What did you think about Jasmine telling her like she needs to be more focused on getting a job and like? This is what we said in the first fucking yeah. episode of this podcast. Yeah, she does need to be a normal functioning member of society on her own mm-hmm. to be in a steady functional relationship where you're going to have to share financials with each other. We've talked about this a bunch of times on Ninety Day, also. Yeah, that like the the way that I mean, marriage is like a legal partnership you're almost you're entering into an arrangement because you have to plan your financial future together so that scott has like what four years before (laughs) retirement if he's not retired already but you have to figure this shit out as a team Mm -hmm. and if you're not comfortable sharing everything finances wise for whatever reason it's gonna fail i mean so what do you so she says that she doesn't have a budget for her dress and that scott's just gonna buy her whatever well, she doesn't have any context. I mean, does Scott... Does she understand what money is even worth now? Um, that's a good question, considering... Because she's been in jail for a decade. And she made $800,000. Right, exactly. So, so does she even have any concept of what a $5,000 wedding dress is? I don't know. Yeah. It's... Okay, so there are a few one-liners. Jasmine, I'll do her first. Mom, it's hard out there. You need to learn that and understand that. It's just like... Hard out there for a pimp. Such a role reversal. Yeah. And then the other was, can you see yourself walking down the aisle 
with Scott waiting there, like very specific Hes- hesitation. Yeah. Um, I don't have a job. I don't have a budget. Yeah. She thinks that it's going to be hard to be hired as an ex felon. Do you? I obviously it's harder than somebody who's not. Oh, absolutely. But there it's are not, places out there that will hire you, right? Oh, sure. It's not impossible. I mean, but what are the kind of options yeah. that are that are short term that you don't have to go to like um, vocational school to do sure. like waitress maybe, maybe. at certain places dishwasher like dishwasher. I like that she says. I I don't know if I could go back to stripping. Oh, that so that's in my Lizzie one liner. <laughs> Everything I have is because of Scott. I've never had a job. I don't want to go back to stripping. I don't even know what minimum wage is. Do you think that going back to stripping is on the table for her? Like no. Like realistically? I don't know. How old is she? Forty? She's gotta be almost forty. Maybe. I guess people strip I guess into de- their forties. I guess it depends on where yeah. you strip. Yeah. She'd probably she'd not probably, Vegas. She probably make it happen in Roy. Right, not <laughs> Vegas. Probably they got a lot of yeah a different crowd there. The thing is, she is so charismatic. I know. I feel, I feel like, like she could open like she could be a telemarketer. I feel like she would kill it. Oh yeah, she could work in like customer service, phone, yeah. like phone service. Totally. She could be in like a lot of sales jobs. I'm sure too. Um, I'm just thinking still more about this stripping angle. I actually feel like. <laughs> I don't know. She just like, I feel like she might actually be decent at it, like from a holistic business perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about her actual like dancing skills, but like she's so like engaging. She'll look you in the eye and like tell you that you're like she, she fools these old guys. Obviously, mm-hmm. if she can do it over the internet, maybe she could do it without her clothes on. And Roy, I know totally right. Yeah. Um, I also, I have one more thing. This is me being stable, a normal adult. That's the only, I'm like, oh, oh my. For a hot second, it looked like Jasmine was into this whole idea so when she I, came yeah. out in the dress. She Jasmine was blinded by the beauty of the dress. And yeah. she was like into it for a second. She looked great. She did. Yeah. There. I mean, I looked up that store. It's called Vera's. And it is incredible. It's in Madison. It's like in an old Victorian mansion. It is a gorgeous bridal salon. Like wow. I was like looking. There's a ton of photos online, and I was just like looking at all of them. It's beautiful. Most of these people go to the Goodwill. So I know. I know. Well, no. Really first they go to a store where they can't afford anything, a la Larissa. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. So she really doesn't have a budget for Scott then. No. She also- that was probably insanely expensive. <gasps> well, I think it was How around she- three grand. It was like 2600 2700 But she couldn't buy it while they were there. No. No. Okay. Um, new teeth. New car, new teeth. Got her a new car. What'd you think? How does he even get fucking loans for this stuff? I have no idea. Before he looked like a homeless guy, and now he's Mr. GQ. My wife and I just bought a new car for my wife, and like, it's like a whole fucking day that yeah. you have to sit in the dealership. They're calling the fucking loan people. It's a whole thing. They, they look at your credit. What's your situation? They have to yeah. talk through this whole thing. It's hard to believe that he can get a loan for that, for that freaking car. That's not a cheap car. It's a fast car. It's I a also, nice car. It, it's totally nice. It's actually this. My wife and I just bought a Mazda. It's the same fucking brand. That, not yeah. the same like model. But I, he, she doesn't have a fucking license. I know. I know. So what is this play from his perspective? He just it's continually... It's been 10 years since she drove a car. 
The thing is, I feel like he would have been way better off taking that money and spending it on the wedding. Yeah, agree. Right? Well, they, he, he doesn't have any say in the wedding, Kyle. I know, but he could have, <laughs> it, it wouldn't have been an argument as much to like buy the dress and the ring. Yeah. And the venue and the, the fucking horse-drawn carriage. It, it's probably going to turn into drama. So she's had eight DUIs. So can she Jesus even get a license? Christ, I don't know. I don't think that she can. That's insanity. How do you even, I, yeah. I, I I've never, I've <laughs> never heard of eight DUIs. How I much do you, you think lose, that car, how much do you think that car cost? Uh, I don't know about the options and stuff, but it had to be between, I th- probably 40. Yeah, but it, it wasn't was, new. There's no way it was new. It looked late model. Really? I was thinking he spent like 15 to 20 grand on it. I don't know. New? I don't, I don't know much about that model. That was like a CS6 or something uh, like that. I don't know. No idea. I was just I don't wild guesses. I know nothing about cars. I don't know much about Mazdas except the one I just bought. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was like a little race car. It was. It's a sports car. It's a two-door sports car. So do you think that Scott looks like GQ model now that he is has teeth? I don't know what a GQ model is. Yeah, neither does Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, so the answer presumably is no. I like that she's like, before he looked like a homeless guy. I know. That's the man that you agreed to marry. Right. Looked like a homeless guy. Yeah. Uh, marry but not have sex with. Right. Yeah. Can't have that. No, no, can't have that. Before we move on to the throuple, we just have a quick word from our sponsor. And now I want to take a quick moment to tell you about Zola. Zola is the wedding company that will do anything for love and is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. From engagement to wedding and decorating your first home, Zola is there, combining compassionate customer service with modern tools and technology, all in the service of love. Zola is the easiest way to plan your wedding and build your registry. Join over 500,000 couples who use Zola. Zola takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, your dream wedding registry, affordable save the dates and invitations, and easy to use planning tools. Conveniently manage everything online and in one place. It saves so much time for couples. Start with a free wedding website. It's so easy and takes just minutes to set up. And you can choose from over 100 beautiful wedding website designs. You can put your Zola registry directly on your wedding website so guests can get all of the details they need to buy your wedding gift in one convenient and beautiful place. Zola also makes it easy to personalize your favorite design with all your wedding details like travel and accommodations info, an FAQ section that helps address all those awkward questions like, can I bring my kids and do I have a plus one? Then build your dream wedding registry at Zola. Zola makes registering for newlywed life so easy. The Zola store has the widest selection of all gifts from different price points. There's something for every guest to give. There are over 500 top brands on Zola, including OXO, Cuisinart, Sonos, and even Airbnb. And you can create funds for anything you want, honeymoon, future home, or even a puppy, whatever. I totally did this for my wedding. I created a honey fund and it was great. Plus, register for gift cards to all your favorite brands like Delta, Southwest, Hulu, Home Depot, and more. Zola also has the best completion discount, 20% off remaining gifts on your registry starting right after your big day. So what are you guys waiting for? Build your dream registry today on Zola.com. To start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash Love Cray Cray. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash 
love cray cray. Again, to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com, that's Z-O-L-A.com slash love cray cray. And I will also have a link in the show notes. See, all Scott had to do was create a Zola registry, <laughs> put like the most expensive stuff on the planet in it, send it to Lizzie, and her mind would have been set at ease about his financial situation or like what this wedding was really about. If they would have only asked us before, you know? Yeah. I mean, twenty. Scott's could have saved 20%. Maybe he wouldn't have to declare <laughs> bankruptcy. Seriously. All right, who's next? Thruple. Oh, Thruple. Apparently two weeks have passed since this ex- giant explosion. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay. I was wondering, because it said six weeks out of prison, but I couldn't remember. So the, the virginity loss, the loss of virginity was week four. And now it's two weeks in after, right. after he right. got after back that. and sort of kind of made up with Sarah. It just go, there's definitely a timeline discrepancy here. I just don't, there's some fraud going on here. So let me, let me just address this right away. So Sarah says in her ITM, I haven't told Michael about being pregnant yet. I'm just waiting for the right time. But last night or last night, last week <laughs> during the episode, during that whole fight with Emmy and that whole scene, she blurted it out. Remember? It seems like she was in like, her I'm ITM? pregnant. No, like in the fight with Emmy and Michael when they were all in the apartment and they were fighting, and she's like, I'm pregnant, and blah, blah, blah. And like, Michael was there. Like, you don't just like miss that. I don't remember that at all, though. Yeah, she, she blurted it out. Okay. And now she's like, I haven't told him. I'm like, I feel like you've definitely told him. I feel like. I don't feel like Michael has his listening ears on most of the time. That's also true. So, I mean, it's possible he wasn't in the room or he just wasn't listening. But I feel like that scene that we saw last week, I feel like it happened after what we saw this week. Really? Yeah. That's a serious fraud allegation. I think so. I don't know. I, I This is all speculation. She said the very first thing that she said when Sarah came on was that it's been two weeks since our since we made up our big fight. Okay, but which big fight is she referring to? I feel like they have a when big fight Michael, every other day. True, but when Michael got back from from my Niagara seeing, Falls, yeah. well, that would contradict my theory. I just I feel like they have fights all the time. Of course, I f- yeah, maybe okay. I could be wrong. Can we talk about his jeans for a minute? Yes. Is that like a Michael Jackson like '80s fashion statement, yes. or is it like Tron? <laughs> I don't feel like Michael knows what Tron is. No, no, no. I'm sure he doesn't. But is it like science fiction, like cutting edge fashion? Or is it like throwback 80s capris Michael Jackson combination? I took it as a throwback. Really trying to figure it out. I took it as a throwback, but I don't know. I kind of appreciated it. I didn't get the length. No. Seeing his ankles and shit. It's all weird. I mean, maybe those are like the only clothes he had. Perhaps. But I feel like Sarah would have bought him. Sarah would buy him anything he yeah, wants. Basically. Yeah, basically. Then we go back to Megan, who's still in her freaking kitchen. Does back she just, in the like, kitchen. live in her kitchen? Like, what back is in the, the deal? Kitchen. She's just like, I gave him my virginity, and then he had to leave. Yeah. You, it, the entire planet is shocked. I know. And appalled and cannot believe that this has happened to you. I love that she's back in the kitchen and, like, back to texting him immediately. Oh, my gosh. I want to, like, <laughs> so she she FaceTimes him mm-hmm. 
But he is in Sarah's house, mm-hmm. FaceTiming on speakerphone at I full know. volume. It's Sarah was must she wasn't there. What if she Sarah was like taking a shower? Right. That's what I was like. <laughs> Jesus Christ, is she just like in the other room listening to your full volume speaker fucking FaceTime conversation? The the lies that he's starting to pile on now. If it was offensive before, now it's just getting, like, really dark. Right. That he convinced Megan that he has a curfew from yeah. his PO. Yeah. When he's really just living with his wife. Yeah. That's starting to get dark Well, now. he might have a curfew. I think that that entire line of bullshit, that's a line of bullshit designed to get her off his back while he's hanging out and banging Sarah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, damn. It's... But Megan, she's sick of the distance, dude. She's coming to see him. You know what I'm sick of? Seeing this guy's fucking fingernails every week. Ugh. Right? Constantly. It's too much. That's not a throwback. I don't know what the fuck that <laughs> no, is. I, what is that? What is, I mean, is this a fashion? Is this like something the kids are doing these days? So, well, He's not that much younger than us. Well, so are you saying that the way that his fingernails look is intentional? It must be. You think you get some, like, manicure? Well, they don't look, like, rough around. They're not, like, bitten and rough. They don't. They're, like, point. They're, they like. They look, like, polished, too. They look too. polished, and they yeah. And his fingers are so long Ugh. and skinny. He's, he has the, I just can't look at his hands. Can you, uh, I'm going to stop there. I'm about to say something, like, way, I'm about to cross the line. I'm going to stop. Um, she wants to meet Aviana, though. Uh, Megan says that, you know, she wants to meet the daughter. And he try. It's, like, really hard for Michael to make up an excuse for why Megan can't come. Because he's literally got nothing, he has nothing going on. It. And she knows no, that. Nothing left in the tank. Yeah. The best he can come up with is that family is visiting. Which, why is why would that preclude her visiting? Yeah. She wants to meet his family. If they're actually engaged... You would think that Michael would want to introduce her to all of his family. So it doesn't make any sense. Also, where does she think he's living? Where right? does Megan think that he is living? That's a great question. I have no idea. Like, he has no family. His family's in Flint. So he's not living with family. Does he think that... Does she think that he got an apartment? With what money? Yeah, exactly. Like, it just doesn't add up. I mean, do you think this is completely fabricated altogether? It's starting to get a little ridiculous that Megan is this naive and stupid, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like she, either Megan knew or I, it just doesn't add up. What did you think about the conversation Michael had with his mom where he, he was trying to explain that he wasn't trying to be a player? I just can't. Be the man you were born to be, Michael. But Michael's mom <laughs> annoys me too because, like, Michael's mom is. She's terrible. She knew. She talked to Megan on the fucking phone. She's trying last time to we walk. I mean, she has empowered this entire situation. Yeah. She's enabled this from the beginning. And she only says, like, one thing trying to, like, save face, but it's still absurd. That yeah. she, she says, if Sarah asked me, I would tell her. Like, oh, okay. oh, come on. All right, It's like sure. passive lying. Yeah, you're taking the moral high ground there by doing that. Yeah. I don't know, but Michael's mom has some great one-liners. Slow your roll with the other females. It's like... But, I mean... Females. Females. 
Can Michael stop calling his daughter pretty girl? Side note, I know, but I just like I can't. It's creepy coming it, from him. Yeah, for some reason, it's just because it's coming from him. It just I'm just like ooh, I just like shudder every time. I my hear wife, him say my it. wife's father has a nickname for my wife, but it's not creepy because he's not a piece of garbage. Right. Yeah. So this was interesting because like Sarah has this pregnancy secret supposedly, and. Michael has a secret, which is he's banging somebody else, and they, you know, are these secrets going to be revealed? Why doesn't Sarah just tell Michael she's pregnant? Why is this a secret? The only thing I can think is that Sarah believes if she tells Michael that their relationship is in too fragile a place, Mm. and it'll set him off, and she wants to try to... Get things really good before she, I don't, that's just making shit up. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, why wouldn't you, like the sister and the mom are there. Why wouldn't you be like, okay, I have some news, like pregnant. I'm pregnant. Yeah. Uh, uh, when When is it going to be a good time? Especially since Sarah seems like she's trying to grasp on to Michael and like keep him and yeah. you know what I mean? You think that she would pull that card? And it, at least in public, Michael seems to want to have a relationship with Aviana. Right. He's at least trying to come off like he loves his daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems genuine to me. I have to say, his love for his daughter seems like he seems, when he is with her and running around with her, he seems genuinely engaged. Sure, but none of the decisions he makes support that. Agree, agree. But anyway, like, yeah, I mean, to your point, if he really loved his daughter, then he would be... Excited? I mean, I yeah. don't know. Okay. Michael word salad. I had to rewind this four <laughs> times to get this. Are you ready? Uh, no. I'm 26 right now, and I never, I didn't never plan on getting married until I was about 32 simply because, like, I love women. I'm infatuated <laughs> with women, but at the end of the day, I'm not trying to be a player. I know I need to make, I know that I need to take my marriage serious. Right. I have no idea, like, what that actually means. <laughs> like, you're not trying to be a player, and yet, while you were in jail, managed to propose to two women. How do you come up with 32? I, I why, was very, that was my next question Why is you. that an age to get like, married? Is that, like, you're not, That's does you think 35 off. is, like, old, but 30's too young, but 32? You just like marry, very specific. you marry whoever you're with at 32. Yeah. You just call it done. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so random. Uh, the, when Megan flies out to New York and they, they're filming in the airport, that scene, that little scene where they were filming down the escalator toward Michael staring at it the camera. It seems so fake. It was so fake and jarring yeah. and strange. And I was just started to think about how Did they, they put a GoPro on her forehead? No, like, how were they oh, no. filming it? They put it, they were waiting for Megan to arrive and they had some time to kill. And yeah. so they just put a camera crew on the escalator and told Michael to look at the camera and looking emo. It was so weird. It was really jarring. You you missed a we missed a very important point here is that Megan, what did she tell you about her plane ticket, Kyle? One one way. way. Yeah. Like did she quit her job? Uh, yes, apparently. You think? How else do you get a one-way ticket with know. no timeline on it? It doesn't make any sense. It, it's crazy. Like okay, what let's run through what is happening from here? What the fuck is going to happen from here? He can't take her anywhere. She can't stay with him. 
What is he going to do with Megan? He's going to have to put her in a hotel, I guess. You mean production is going to have to put her in a hotel? I don't know if they do. And so that's what he's going to make her pay for it. Oh, and God. that's when things start to unravel. Because I think that it seemed like when they showed the preview of Sarah and Megan meeting, that they were in like, it almost looked like a hotel lobby. Yeah. So maybe it's where he like puts Megan up. And what's his excuse? Uh, parole officer. Or there's not enough bedrooms and we're not married and I'm technically a virgin. So my mother can't see us in the same room together. Just... I'm from Morocco. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't see how this ends well. I, yeah. Anyway. I, okay. Clinton Tracy? Yeah. I I, uh, I love that he's wearing a chain wallet inside his own home. He's still, I mean, that chain wallet has Such been the one consistent thing throughout. Fucking nerd. Clint's storyline. His, his emotional development stopped in the 90s. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. I just, I love how they reiterate his storyline at the beginning of every episode. I think they fill time because. It's, yeah. <laughs> but also Tracy like. Tracy got arrested mid-season, so there's not a lot going on. <laughs> After like 24 hours being free, she got arrested. Yeah. yeah. And I just. That camera crew got off real easy. It's like the hundredth time hearing it though, like. I had never met Tracy in person. She got out of jail. Then we got married the next day. Then she did crack. And now she's back in jail. Like, yes, we know. But it's still shocking. <laughs> After like the 12th time I've heard it, it's still shocking. Yeah. Like um, that huge picture of Tracy next to where he's sitting on the couch. Just I died. That picture is from her like prison honey's I know. profile. I know. He like literally like did he go to Kinko's and have the shit printed out? I like I just love it. I'm not sure that he even managed to get a picture of them together in the oh, 24 Four hours at the wedding. I'm sure somebody must have taken a picture. Well, he's got television footage. (laughs) (laughs) The producers, hopefully, but then he gets the phone call from jail. I love that they got the dash cam footage from the cops. Oh my god, that was the fucking best. I wish that they had more of it. It was so funny. She was was just like so all over the place. She was speeding. I mean. Oh, it was priceless. Yeah. How do you, can you do like a Freedom of Information Act request to get that? I don't know. I want to know the story about how they hunted that down. That I, it must awesome. be. I bet it is Freedom of Information Act. Wow. But she, so. But, but you know, why are we even making a big deal out of this? She just left for a while. I know. She acts like no, it was no big deal. I I'm like, you leave. were high on crack and you left in the middle of the night with the rental car. I didn't leave. I just and left for a back. while. I don't want to talk about the rental right now. Oh, that was the I other have a thing. Lot, I have a lot going on. She <laughs> left it at some store, so I'm confused. If she got... She said that? I didn't catch that. Yeah, so she says, hold on, I have it written down. She. Uh, the only thing that I heard is that she just said, I don't want to talk about it. No, she said, he says, what did you do with the car, babe? And she says, I don't want to get into that. And then she says something about left it at the store. The, and crack, I was like, the crack store? But you got pulled over driving in the motherfucking car. So, like, who took it to the store? But she definitely referenced leaving it at some sort of store. Okay. Which doesn't make any sense. And what was she driving? <sighs> they took her to criminal jail, though, Kyle. Not the, the other the cr- Not The, the other criminal. Jail. The non-criminal jail. <laughs> just the fun jail. Oh, my God. It's just the, the, the jail that you go when you're bored and it's just like a theme park. I know. Clint's not worried about the jail part, though. He's only worried about if she's going to leave him. 
That's the only thing that matters, yeah. Are you going to divorce me? Like, are you leaving me? It seems like he's actually happier when she's in jail. Yeah, because like he reverse, doesn't have to worry about her going off the rails. It's like a reverse Matt situation. Yeah. Where Matt is more comfortable in jail. Clint is clearly comfortable with her being in jail. He was, yeah. like, relieved. Yeah. His nails, arguably, are more disgusting than Michael's. Uh, I disagree. I'd rather have a man that chews his nails and uh, that manicures them to, like, points. I'm going to throw up. It's gross. Awful. So oh God. The, we have to talk about the biggest talk on social media. That's why pencils have erasers, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hysterical. Do you think we're going to see Tracy again? Other than that awesome little quick interlude interview, I don't know. Probably not. I don't think so either. I want to know what that was about, too. How do they get an interview with her on camera in handcuffs? Do you think that that was frauden? Like they literally just like bought handcuffs and like an orange jumpsuit and did like a little interview with her? I don't know. I was wondering that, too. They definitely don't let you just like bring a camera in jail. And like, did they like film that in an ITM? Like... In the middle of the day? It looked like the lighting was, like, correct, too. It didn't look like prison lighting. I did not understand that. Yeah. Like, even in a county jail, there's no way they're letting, like, TV producers in there, right? Totally. Yeah. Unless it was, like, filmed with an iPhone. And also someone that had been in prison pointed out on Instagram that it didn't look like a standard issue prison jumpsuit. Oh. It looked, like, too fancy. Are they completely frauding us? They totally might be. <laughs> like, did they literally just make all of, like, hire actors to pretend they're cops, pull her over? Oh, you th- even the dash cam footage could well, be frauding? Well, sure. Yeah, could she, be. Look, there's no way the girl got pulled over and didn't get arrested. She was on crack. She was on crack on like, parole. Right. And uh, Yes. With a stolen car. Yes. Why is she out of jail even right now? Great question. She's out of jail. She looks like she lost 50 pounds. Well, probably the pro- crack. Probably from motherfucking crack. <laughs> and she, she did is, lose like 40 pounds, she said. And she is fighting people I online. Know. It is and great. it is hysterical it is sometimes. Great. I mean, she's not saying anything that interesting that we can really read here. No. It's just yeah. funny shit. Caitlin and Matt, <clears throat> jewelry store. This was. Maybe my favorite part of the episode. Well, it's Matt. I mean, God damn it. Why does he have to be wearing that necklace? It kind of ruins it for me. Like, Well, that's why I only want to talk about Sam. Okay. (laughs) Seven weeks out of jail just to have the timeline. Seven weeks. Um, That would have... uh, Mary and Caitlin would never be a thought in the mind process after a scrummage with your loved one. What's a scrummage, Kyle? You're very good with vocabulary. What is a scrummage? An altercation. Did you have to look that up on like Urban Dictionary or is this like a made up word? Is it no, just a dictionary I, of Sam? I feel like it's a bastardization of scrimmage. That's what I think too. Yeah. But a scrimmage isn't a fight either. A scrimmage is like a very specific sports term. A, a scrimmage is like a, a war gaming type thing. It's yeah. like a practice engagement, if you will. But it's not a quarrel. It's like No, not a quarrel. <laughs> I think I think a uh, a mild altercation. Oh my god, a scrummage. <laughs> you know, it's sc- the best. Sc- isn't scrum like sperm? Like, I don't like crusty, like anal. I have no idea. Some, uh, okay. Anyway, I thought you said scrum. Isn't scrum like a rugby term? No, I th- or 
Scrum is like in rugby when they like meet like together. Scrum is like a disgusting result of like anal sex. <laughs> like the end result. What? No. I think so. Urban what? Urban Dictionary, that shit. Do we have to pause so we can look it up? Anal scrum. Please pause. Hold on. Okay, Kyle. I don't <laughs> Okay, I all I'm getting I... is rugby terms. What no, are you getting? You're absolutely wrong. Um Okay. Tell me what you've got. I've gotten the sport of rugby, a group attack of attacking players from each team now, to come together. First result on Urban Dictionary. Scrum. The act of jacking it while doing a shit. That is not anal sex. Hey, it's close. <laughs> it's essentially the same, you know. All right, whatever you say. Um, <laughs> Hold on. The, the, the example. Use it in a sentence. Oh, please read it. I'm scared. <clears throat> Luke, you look so relaxed. Yeah, I just had a scrum, mate. <laughs> Is this an Australian term or like a British thing? Obviously. <laughs> anyway. I don't really know how to talk about antique diamonds after that conversation, but uh, <clears throat> what? There's some dope ass rings there, dog. <laughs> Do you have a card? Who asked for a card from a jewelry store in a mall? I think it's someone that doesn't know how to use a phone. Yeah. Because he's been in jail too long. That's my suspicion. Yeah. Yeah. That whole, oh, that, Sam makes every scene in that storyline better. More Sam. Also, does Sam work? He's just like driving Matt around all the time. I think this is his job now. <laughs> Reality TV star. God. Clearly. Please no. Um... Her mom passed away. This yeah, is really sad. sad. I want to have a discussion about professionalism and kind of like bedside manner with that mortician. What the fuck was that? Well, was that a mortician or was it her uncle? I No, that she said to Matt that the funeral home just called her. Oh, you're right. So what the fuck? He's, he's like, we have your mom. She has a towel on her. It was so what? bizarre. He said, we is just that, have her is on that a... that protocol? He says, we just have her on a cot with a blanket over her, so it'd just be that if anyone would be seeing, that's what they would see if they came to the viewing. Great. It sounds like they can't afford a coffin. Yeah. Like, if there's no money, I, that's probably, like, that's what happens. I don't know. What is, like, the public protocol for somebody dies and nobody has any money to pay for their burial or anything. I have no idea. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I agree. His bedside manner was like a little cold, but he might be like, this might be like a pro bono situation. Yeah. Did Matt get her a puppy or is that? I, that is my other question. Where did this dog come from? Yeah. Is it his mom's dog? I bet it's his I mom's dog. I hope it is. Yeah. I hope it's his mom's dog. I hope they didn't get a puppy like two it was weeks out puppy. of jail. It was yeah. very cute. It was just sad when she's like, she says that her mom, dad, grandma, and grandpa all died in the last three years. And that now she feels like an orphan. I was like, well, you are an orphan. Yeah. I mean, Matt's I don't, the can only you be... one. Matt's the only one Ugh. you have left and he would rather be doing meth right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a great situation. It was strange though. They didn't ever really confirm the cause of death. Like her mom complained about a headache. She went to sleep and then she just didn't wake up. They probably don't know. I mean, I don't yeah. know. are they going to do an autopsy on her? I don't It sounds not. like an aneurysm or... Yeah. Yeah. It was really sad. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. a bummer. Sorry, Caitlin. Yeah. Marcelino and Brittany. Now for some comedy. No. Oh, 
You know when anybody on a Matt Sharp show throws a barbecue that it's going to be a super fun time. Nobody can have a fucking normal barbecue. (laughs) I mean, at least they look like they knew what they were doing with those burgers, though. It, oh, yeah. The meat, but did you notice how, I'm like, hungry. when they were talking about, like, if men could satisfy Brittany better or women, that they, like, zoned in on the hot dogs? <laughs> no, I didn't. That's awesome. It was, like, <laughs> so just cheesy, and I loved it. Let's throw a birthday barbecue for my fiancé. And by the way, I'm going to invite all my lesbian prison friends. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. I mean... That's normal. This is definitely a Matt Sharp party. We just know that everything's going to go wrong. And at least we have that expectation from the beginning. But And Marcelino is absolutely right. He says if she invites her to my birthday party, it's because there's unfinished business. He's absolutely correct. Yeah, if, I guess if, that's true. If it was real, if it wasn't total just Matt Sharp, hey, invite him. Mm-hmm. If she did that of her own accord, it's because she still has feelings for her or wants to like figure it out. I don't buy this. I just want to have a peaceful friendship yeah. thing for a second. No, I don't me believe neither. it at all. No, I think that it's definitely like they're being egged on by production. I just this is the main thing I want to address. It's just like a high level. Like is Brittany a different person last week and this week than in all the previous episodes? I feel like her personality has changed completely. Like she was super level-headed until like last week when she's running around trying to fuck Amanda. She got pregs. Come on. <laughs> oh my God, I could smack it's you. It's those pregnancy that, hormones. Oh my gosh, no. Zoom no. in on hot dog. <laughs> Zoom in on hot dog, yeah, exactly. That's a joke, everybody, no hate mail. Um, I'm completely serious. <laughs> But seriously, like, I if, if she weren't pregnant, I would say, like, it seems like she's on something. Like, her, you know what I mean? She's just flying off the handle. I'm going to beat this bitch up. I'm going to, yeah. she's yelling at this. She's making out with Amanda. She's do, just, in, in all of the episodes prior, I felt like she was so much more level-headed and just zenned out a little bit. I think that it, we're seeing the ways that she deals with conflict come back from her childhood. Yeah, you're probably right. It just it's such in stark contrast with what we saw before. Because it makes me think that she's doing drugs, honestly, or that she's drunk all the time. I feel like in the previous conflicts that she's well, let me put it this way: like the conflicts that she's had with Marcelino, she can look at that and have a clear head about it because most of the time he's wrong, Mm -hmm. or it's like his weirdness. And she's learning how to deal with his, like, mania. But I feel like she's starting to feel a little cornered now. Yeah. Because she is wrong. She is wrong in the way that she's dealing with Amanda and Marcelino. And I think she's lashing out because she's starting to feel like she's cornered and she doesn't know what to do anymore. Yeah. And her her conflict resolution is reverting back to her shitty parents, which is a, a shame. So what did you think about, like, the Amanda Marcelino fight when he says... Amanda 1 or Amanda (laughs) 2? Great question. I couldn't actually, like, place when they moved from one Amanda to the other. Because he says to the one, if it's it's as if a woman could ever compete with a man in a relationship. I was like, what is he trying to... I feel like that was taken out of context. I thought it was hysterical. it It was funny. People were pissed about it on the internet. I interpreted it as that being bisexual I don't think that he respects or understands that yeah um I th- and that's that's actually a common 
thing that people like will accept that someone's gay. Yeah. They'll accept that someone's straight, but bisexual, like they can't understand why that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Sexuality is a a spectrum, but people like write that off. And so I think from Marcelino's, you know, old school mindset, he thinks if you're interested in dick at all, then you're really just straight. And everything else is like he, he perceives it as something that's silly. I think that like happened behind bars. It happened that behind seemed to bars. What he seemed to intimate like there is no other option. That's exactly what he's saying. He's yeah. like the only reason you were with her is because there wasn't a dick around to jump on. So why does Amanda too get so pissed off? Well, he's being pretty disrespectful. Yeah, of her, but of, well, he's he he's she like knew that coming in, right? Like Amanda. Yeah, warned but her. it's one thing to hear about it; it's another to have someone brazenly saying it in front of your face. That's true. Um, you know, he is essentially discounting her feelings and her sexuality to her right to her face. Mm-hmm. And I understand getting pissed off about that. Yeah. When Marcelino comes back to kind of take out the trash, I think that he handled that really well, though. Yeah, he did. When he came he back calm. and he's like, y'all should make an exit. Yeah. Like, he's, he stayed really calm. And, well, I mean. Let's be real. He was calm the entire time, even when he, but he was being was like, an You need to leave. Yeah. He just, he was very calm when he told him to leave. Yeah. What did you think about her, um, Brittany telling Sasha that she's pregnant? All in the flavor, none in the, fl- none in the cook- cooking. Wait, all, wait, what? You mean all in the Kool Aid and don't even know the flavor? I got yelled at so much on same, Instagram. People, didn't I say that? Isn't, isn't that exactly what I said? <laughs> I like, but word? I was like, what does that mean? And people on Instagram were like, how do you not know what that means? I'm I've like, I have never, never heard this I've expression. I've never fucking heard that before. I feel like it's a Southern expression. If people are like, oh, yeah, in Florida in the 90s, I'm like, well. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I never heard it before. I'm going to use it all the time now. <laughs> um, you want to so, fight that bitch? No, because I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, otherwise, I would do it, but I can't fight her because I'm pregnant. That was a um, a leap, you would think. I mean, my wife gets very defensive if people, like, come after me. If I tell her, like, a story at work about how someone was, you know, being shitty to me, she gets all bent out of shape and pissed off about it. Really? Oh, yeah. She gets so mad. My husband just tells me to calm down. <laughs> No, my wife is ride or die. Yeah. She's just like, I mean, fuck that bitch. If she ever comes over to you, if I ever see that bitch at a happy hour, I'm going to tell her where she can fucking shove her millennial little whiny bullshit up her, you know. <laughs> She's really mad. You're a millennial. I am? Yes. We are both millennials. I don't feel like one. I'm, almost, well, that's I'm, I'm almost 40 years old. I'm not a fucking millennial. You're emotionally, you're like 80, but like <laughs> in real life, in physical real life years, you're not. <sighs> I'm an old goddamn man. You're not almost 40. Yes, I am. I mean, really? I thought you were like 33. No. <laughs> What's wrong like with I don't you? even know you. I thought God you were 33. Damn. No. I'm concerned. Uh, Sasha is the real goddess of this entire series, this entire episode. I love her. The confidant. I want to know how she gets her skin to be so glowing. It's like very glowy. I need some, I need some skincare routine, Sasha. It's a little off-putting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you think it's too glowy? It's too much. Too sparkly. There might uh, be some glitter happening. Anything else? No. 
Okay, I think we need to wrap it up. We're right on the hour. That was fun, though. It was fun. I love this show. Thank you, Matt Sharp, for your TV genius. Talk to you guys next week. Signing off. Bye. Bye.